Hello and welcome to the MySteel Commodity Podcast. I'm Adam Roussel. Here's a rundown of the news of the day as it relates to China's steel value chain. China's steel sector remains a topic of much discussion at the ongoing two sessions in Beijing amid calls to cut production by an indeterminate amount in 2021. This is in response to skyrocketing iron ore prices and lofty emissions targets that set out to achieve carbon neutrality by 2060. Xiao Yaqing, China's Minister of Industry and Information Technology, and China Iron Ore and Steel Association Chief Executive He Wenbao have both indicated that China will reduce exports while increasing imports of finished steel products in 2021 as a means of satisfying the country's ongoing high demand. The ongoing two sessions in Beijing has prompted municipal and provincial governments to enact stricter emissions regulations in conjunction with central government authorities. The municipal government of nearby Tongshan has announced a new round of inspections from the central government's Ministry of Ecology and Environment in response to to a recent report that over 20 enterprises in the region had failed to comply with their March 7th emissions reduction goals. The Jiangsu provincial government has also announced that it will penalize enterprises that fail to comply with its new emission standards by raising their electricity rates effective this month. Steelmakers in the province could see their electricity rates rise by 0.3 to 1.8 Chinese yuan per kilowatt hour, depending on the degree to which they are non-compliant. Jiangsu province is China's second largest producer of finished steel products. And now to our top story. Rising home prices across China are cause for concern among policymakers in the country. Among their many concerns, rising prices limit access for new home buyers for whom home ownership is their greatest opportunity at wealth creation and a middle-class lifestyle. For this reason, China's central and municipal governments are taking aim at demand, limiting market speculation while increasing the total supply of new units by encouraging development. Here to discuss these new policies aimed at China's residential real estate market is Jing Zhang, an analyst at MySteel. Jing, thank you for joining us. Hello, Adam. Jing, what's happening in China's home mortgage market? What did we see in 2020? And how was this a cause for concern? Well, uh, the news is the property purchase is uh, further fueled as uh, increasing personal business loans enter the property market. And um, the, actually, our data shows that in 2020, the personal business loans increased by 20% on year. And um, currently, China's household debt, debt uh, ratio at uh, 62%. So it's already exists uh, ex- the countries such as the United States and South Korea and Japan. So there's a potential inflation risk in the property market and uh, policymakers are looking to reduce this risk by um, limiting access to new loans. Rising debt also uh, threatens the recovery of uh, the consumer market as well. What is happening with home real estate prices in first tier cities uh, over the past year? Uh, well, um, over the past year, the price of um, like new properties and the second-hand properties in first-tier cities are both seeing um, uptrend momentum. And um, the latest data is that, um, for example, in Shenzhen, 
uh, ranked the top city for the growth rate in uh, second-hand property price, which um, we'll discuss like later why there's like um, why the second-hand property is booming over the new hand uh, new property. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what sort of restrictions have regulators uh, leveled against banks, lenders uh, in the country? Well, uh, there's many measures were taken by the both central and local government to hinder the property price surge. And uh, for central government, they are reducing the proportion of loan for uh, mortgage loans from commercial banks and take a strict supervi uh, supervision on the using purpose of operating loans, which uh, quite limited the loans for uh, access to loans for whole buyers. Okay, yeah. so they're, um, what about with bank balance sheets? So uh, is there, are there caps set at present on how much a bank can have on its balance sheet in terms of home mortgages? Yeah, there's actually um, detailed um, restrictions on like, uh, depends on the levels of the bank. If they are considered as uh, medium and large banks, there's like 70% and uh, the proportion of uh, property loans at uh, high limit is 70% and then it's like uh, for the small banks it's like 50% is um, depends on the levels. Okay, and what's this doing for home mortgage rates at present? Well, um, for example, if um, there's the, um, the loan uh, mortgage proportion already reached, for example, 69% of um, the total loan of this, the large commercial banks, then they won't be able to handle like more than one percent, and it quite limited the uh, how much like uh, loans they can give to the home buyers, and mm -hmm. it will uh, certainly affect like the purchase uh, capability of the buyers in the. Mm -hmm. So we're seeing, we're also seeing rates rise depending on the kind of bank yeah. for individual uh, buyers, right? Uh, okay. Uh, what are some of the new regulations we're seeing from both the central and uh, provincial and municipal governments in terms of uh, regulations for, for home buyers? Well, um, the central government's measures we talk about um, during the last question, like uh, they are mainly restricting the proportion of loans for um, for the banks, mm -hmm. but um, the local governments they take a further step. There were um, like uh, on many different levels, and the most striking one is that uh, Shenzhen, uh, we already say, is uh, ranked the top city for the growth rate in secondhand property price. They carried out a policy specially targeting at the secondhand property market. Uh, the local government released its uh, reference prices for secondhand properties in like more than 3,500 residential communities on um, February with some, the reference price falling as much as 40% uh, below their market value. So it quite limited the yeah. price. So banks really? use these reference prices to determine home mortgage yeah. amounts. So the difference would have to be made up by the home buyer. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, so. What do these real estate uh, regulations mean for steel demand? Is it all bad or are we seeing uh, some growth potential? 
Well, we definitely there's definitely some uh, limitation on the steel demand, but there's still growth potential we see because um, for uh, if they are trying to uh, they are this kind of regulations they are pushing the property markets to develop new real estate on the land they already purchased. So there's like definitely growth in the steel demand, and also by ha put. Uh, by having more um, financing back into this um, the real estate development, they have to accelerate the like property sales mm -hmm. um, on their end. So it's like um, circulation and uh, the growth we uh, are quite positive at least in this year. Mm -hmm. And there's there's uh, reports coming out now uh, that many cities are forcing uh, land buyers at auctions to put substantial down payments down. Uh, what will this mean for development? Well, for it's uh, actually there. They, well, it means like they have to accelerate uh, whatever they have to, you know, get the cash back and put back into the land auction, and also it make them like more cu more cautious about like which land they are choosing because they have limited. Uh, finance, financing and they have to put it exactly on the large down payment right yeah. now. So they're going to have to develop that property immediately as opposed to just using it as equity to take out further loans. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that does bode well for steel demand. Um, despite all these regulations, what are market watchers saying about real estate demand in 2021? Well, um, as we know, the two sessions were holding like during last week, and they actually mentions like um, about the new the property policies in the coming five years, mm -hmm. and um, it quite it actually emphasized on like increasing the supply of uh, affordable housing and rental housing. Mm -hmm. So um, on one part, yeah. It both well for the steel demand as well on this part, and on the other part, it shows that um, the government they are focusing more on developing like um, houses for youngsters or like uh, middle class or lower class people if they can't afford um, the property. Mm -hmm. uh, and and in terms of actual demand from purchasers. Uh, are, are we seeing, in, you know, in spite of all these regulations, limited access to credit, you know, new regulations that, you know, require divorced couples to not purchase a second home until three years after the divorce is finalized. What are market watchers saying about real estate demand in China in 2021, despite all of these measures? Well, despite all of these measures, there are still like a lot of uh, citizens and uh, home buyers that are looking for new houses, or and also there's um, more people came uh, coming of age, and uh, so there's safely to say there's still um, quite large potential in the demand of the market. That's pretty remarkable, considering yeah. you know we see mortgage rates on the rise. Even things like newly divorced couples are now not allowed to purchase a home nationwide until three years after the divorce is finalized uh, to, to limit demand. So in spite of all this, we're still seeing high demand. Um, is it safe to say that these regulations will have a limited effect on demand, but instead focus on increasing supply in the country? 
Yeah, for the from the central government measures, we see already see that it's uh, targeting on the supply side already, and then we knew from the two sessions that they are increasing the supply of affordable housing and rental housing, and also increasing the numbers of uh, the compound renewal, which also like uh, gonna be take effect in the next five years. So we are safely to say like uh, that the increasing supply is definitely. All right. Okay. Well, thank you very much for joining us, Jing, and thank you all for joining us today. Uh, this has been the My Steel Commodity Podcast. Take care. Bye.